0: In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Welcome everybody. Yeah. If everybody could see the view I got right now. I mean, we were sitting atop Green Tree Hill yesterday. Well, we're on Bridgeville Hill or something like that. The new digs are open and going here and it is it's tremendous i mean these studios are just like so swanky i mean my goodness it's uh i gotta admit i'm impressed i'm very impressed there's a lot of i gotta if you could see the the studio right here there's a lot of flashing buttons you know what i mean it's kind of like the buttons you want to push there's like all these little different colors you're like oh i wonder what that one does or what that one does it's it's pretty crazy but indeed It is so good to be here. And, of course, you're listening to Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. The number to put out there is 412-919-1316. And the best part is, of course, as I uh, make sure we press the right buttons here, because, again, we're in a new place. But the fact is, we've just – Max, if you could see these studios, my friend – I mean, it, this is pretty crazy.
2: Digital screen behind you, Wolf. <laughs> can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I'm like, I'm like, it's got nice little the the iHeart is like illuminating up. I mean, this is this is swanky. I can't wait to actually. Christen it with, with uh with, with my body. My body has to go in that studio. Absolutely, uh, bro. I mean after y- the new year. And you know what's <laughs>
1: so cool? There's such a big area We could bring some grub in, man. I mean, we could grubify so, together and have so ourselves. So you're saying oh, yeah. the
2: silver platters can come in. You know, you know that you know the big foil platters, <laughs> yeah. We just sit it in there, it's like a little trough. of Right, Christmas right. Thing. When you
1: got it, when, when you're a carnivore, a when you're a carnivore baby, and you gotta have some. This is the place to have it, man. I don't even know what to do.
2: That's- exactly. It's so, much, so much more room for activities and things. It's like I feel like we're talking about a stepbrothers movie. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. I wish you were here, but we're gonna see you uh in Kansas City, my friend and this is looming as a huge game. I'm excited about it. But you know what I I wish I wonder if they got Jack Stack's is going to be open in Kansas City.
2: Listen, I, you know, it,
1: that's Jack serious Stacks brisket.
2: That'd be open. I mean, it is serious brisket or Gates or I just found a, I found out about a new place, Q39. Really? Another one I heard about. So, uh, we're we're going to we we are going to find barbecue of the Kansas City variety. <laughs> One way or another, my friend, I promise you that. Um But you know, but thinking about this trip to Kansas City, I mean, obviously the news yesterday that was huge, right? Is Travis Kelsey went onto the COVID nineteen list. How about that?
1: How about that?
2: After a career, yeah. <laughs> and listen, after he had a career high numbers. Uh, oh, I know. On the Thursday night game, scored man, what an
1: overtime? Wait. Didn't he score it overtime? No, no, or was it he regular was the, time? He
2: was the overtime. Yeah, he was that's the true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean he carried them the distance um in in the overtime period, but I I think that's kind of you know what the fear is is that you know if you allow a team to kind of hang around cuz we talked about this you and I off air um during during uh during during the uh the game on Sunday was um just Los Angeles kind of being that team that was very cavalier with Going for it on the fourth down. Yeah, you're talking about the Chargers, right? Yeah, and that's what led to that. So, I mean, the biggest thing is you've got to be on your P's and Q's. I think what we did on Sunday kind of counteracted that, right? The points off of turnovers and then creating opportunities to where we are putting points on the board. Because you're going to have to do that with Kansas City. Kansas City is finally unlocked that funk that they couldn't earlier in the year right. figure out how to score in games. Now they're learning how to score. Now it's our job to make sure that we can actually keep up with the scoring and not let it be a fourth-quarter foray uh, for, for us where we're Ooh, down a whole a bunch. A foray, you trying. say. Yeah, yeah, a foray, you say. <laughs> not four
1: then a <laughs> but a foray. Yeah, we we must foray, which is a precursor to forage as in foraging for food you know what i mean it just yeah. comes back to it uh, you know what yeah. i mean so but yeah you're right you know you look at this game and it all begins with Patrick Mahomes i mean this guy is a special talent um, but this guy is also human and he's shown his mortal side this year he's thrown what 30 td passes but he's thrown 13 already and it shows you simply that um, he can make mistakes. You can pressure him into being discombobulated and having some issues and going, you know, where are you going to go with the ball? And, uh, you know, the, the possibilities exist when you see that you, you know, you can intensify with uh, Lamar Jackson. You turn the heat up in the kitchen. He makes mistakes. Same thing last week with Ryan Tannehill. You turn that heat up in the kitchen with the proper people, applying the proper pressure at the appropriate time, and by golly, what happens? You got yourself a handful of turnovers. Those were big. Those takeaways were the difference in that game. They made that game because you know as well as I do, when you're struggling offensively to get something done, when you're struggling defensively overall, I mean – the. Ability to take that ball away is just ginormous. Even in the good times, that's still the one of the key indicators of how healthy your team is. Are you plus or minus in the turnover ratio?
2: And we are plus. Yes, we are plus. We are plus. (laughs) After the game, we are plus. (laughs) I
1: I waited for you to do the math because I was again. I have issues with math. It's it's a you know it's out there. It's it's I have flunked math twice, and I count them one, two. (laughs)
2: <laughs> See, there you go. There's math. There you go. Was one. Math.
1: Um, <laughs> two. Yeah, that's it.
2: Uh, one is the longest. <laughs> Only is number, yes.
1: <laughs> no,
2: um, uh, but no, yeah. You know, so we're finally in the plus category after the game on Sunday. And I think you have to continue that trend. I mean, when you look at how Kansas City has rolled in the last couple of weeks, you've got to factor in that they haven't been turning the ball over and they still kind of have those slow moments uh even though they've you know they're they're on a win streak and they've been winning games it, it's still been very tight they've still struggled with consistency so if they've struggled with it you've got to amplify it and make them feel bad about it too you 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 got to, you know cuz we I talked about this um the week before You've got to cast that doubt in their mind. If they if they've got that little bit of doubt, right. you've got to hammer it home so that it grows bigger and bigger in their mind. You can't allow them to have confidence. And I think that's going to be one of the toughest things. Now, this offensive line is finally rounding out into shape. And it's it was brand new just like ours, but except for they went the completely opposite way. They went and found the bargain basement, old school guys, and they traded for one young guy in and Orlando Brown, right? But everybody else, it was it was like you you went you went to the uh, the field hospital and just said, okay, who's got all who's got all their fingers and toes and toes? All right, we'll take him. We'll take him. Right? Hey, hey, you. We'll take you too. <laughs> I mean, because they they cut their entire offensive line after losing the Super Bowl last year, and so that squad was trying to create. A brand new offensive line, and that's why they struggled early on, and they still they're still not perfect. I mean, when you look across the board, I mean Pat Mahomes has still been harassed he's right. got twenty plus he's been sacked twenty plus times right, so you're you're gonna have to continue to apply that pressure because I don't know if I trust these guys as much as the pundits and everybody else in Nashville, I mean, oh my God, number one. we faced a number one right in Baltimore, yes, they fell. It's time to go find another one.
1: It's time Absolutely. to be a giant killer. There's no question. no question. No <laughs> question. All right, but my. There's one thing that you see. Here's here's the crux for me. You know, the whole thing comes down to just getting a dadgum fast start, just coming out of the gates, getting something done. You haven't scored yeah. a touchdown in the four games, four consecutive games. Uh, you six, I think, was it six consecutive games? They they haven't scored like in three quarters or something. I got a. Look that back up again, because uh, Joe Rudder did a nice job of breaking down some of the stuff, and I always like his some of his material there. But um, the whole fact is, they're just not starting fast enough. Now here's the problem: you're in Kansas City, where it's the noise level is equivalent of sitting way, uh, maybe sit, you and me hanging out there doing a talk show with the equivalent of 747 taking off <laughs> every every 30 seconds. You know what I mean? It is loud. Chiefs Kingdom. An Arrowhead Stadium is built for noise. They they take it seriously. When you come out of the locker room, what do you see across the hallway on the wall? Do you remember what's on there? That it's no, the I loudest don't. stadium? Yeah. So, yeah, because you oh, probably wouldn't look at right. it. They put up yeah, all the stats and, and, and everything. Yeah,
2: the stats, and it has, like, the little Richter scale thing yeah, that's, exactly. that's on there. Yeah, you're right. Yep, No, now I remember that. Um, but, I mean, but, you know, and for us, you know, walking through that parking lot and walking to the stadium. Cause I, cause I ended up doing a couple of games there. Uh, oh, did you Westwood now one? Yeah. For Westwood one, I ended up, uh, cause I did, I did their Monday night coverage. So I remember doing a couple games there and man, when you're down there on the field, it is, it's deafening.
1: Deathening. And it's
2: old and it's an old school. I mean, it feels like, you know, a college stadium.
1: It rises like, upwards more. In, yes.
2: Yeah, it rises upwards. It has, you know, it has what eighty thousand, ninety thousand. I think can right. fit in there.
1: And it, so I mean, it, it contains the noise.
2: Yeah, and 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 they they bold it out so that you have so that you have the acoustics, and it it's it's one of those things. It's it's deafening. It's going to be tough on the sidelines. Oh yeah, when, when you're calling that. I mean, and Wolf, you know that man. I mean, this it's was so back tough in the day. There. Think
1: about this. This was back in the day when I played for crying out loud. It was very loud. Yeah. And they've only increased the capacity. It's bowled up more, and it's like you said. I've been there on the sidelines. You've been there on the field in more modern times, and you know <laughs> this this place yeah. is loud.
2: For an outdoor stadium, too. I mean, that's the other thing right. that's impressive about it, right? An outdoor stadium that, that can can sound as loud as a dome. Exactly. So it, it's a very it's very interesting there. I mean, and a lot of tradition there. You know, a lot, a lot of AFL to NFL traditions. I mean, for goodness' sake,s the AFC trophy is named after after the founder of the team, right. Mar Hunt. So, you know, that just goes to show you um, the level of allegiance. I mean, I look at Chiefs fans, and, and they, they are as, they they are about as rabid as you can get outside of Steeler fans. They are passionate, um, are they not? They're passionate. They travel. Um, they, they, you know, I mean, they have, they have all these like school buses and everything like, and, like you know, for me, like Steeler fans, you know, I see like, we have crazy, you know, awesome frenzied Steeler fans. Right. Chiefs fans are the, are the, are, are I would feel second or third, you know, and they, and but they, and they travel and they, they I mean, they cook, I mean, it's a barbecue place. I mean, I never forget. <laughs> I walked through, I was doing, I was doing, a, I was doing a Saturday night. Chiefs game. This was about it's about four years ago, and I'm walking through the parking lot. I can't tell you how how much food I was offered on the way to the oh stadium. Oh my
1: goodness! Just and you turned like, it down. You're telling me you turned it down. How much you were offered? I don't care about offered. How much did you consume? I consumed
2: <laughs> one beer brat. Okay. uh Dog. All right. And then a pulled pork sandwich. Oh, oh, oh man! I had to turn down everything else.
1: <sighs> Boy. That's but all right. I, I,
2: did, I did. I did go two for six. That's not bad. I got offered, I, I got offered six different times. That's
1: beautiful. That is absolutely so, so the beautiful. Pe- so
2: the people, the fans of Kansas City, I appreciate you. Very from generous, that Yes. Very generous. Very nice people. Very cool fans. I appreciate you.
1: Did they I don't know you, you like as Max? Team. Did they know you as Max Starks, the former Steeler offensive tackle, or was it Max Starks as? uh you know doing the broadcast for Westwood 1
2: so mo- so it was funny a lot of the people actually knew me as a former player
1: aha uh-huh. and they still offered you the pulled pork and they still offered and me the brat. because
2: they a- well because they asked what was i doing there okay. and i told them i was broadcasting very good like, indeed okay it's like it's like we'll see you in the stadium have a- <laughs> have a good call so so it was friendly I, it, there was no tainted sauce that was put on my-
1: put no on my tainted food. sauce at all huh <laughs>
2: Yeah no no and and my and my guts didn't bubble so we're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I think a brat is vastly underappreciated. You know if you get a good brat that's grilled just right, you know then you got yourself a little pickleization, You put in that bun along with the little ketchup and a little little uh, dijon, mustard. a little mustard, yeah, yeah, you know a little mustard. On um, then you got the, a little bit of the crumpled up uh, the chopped up onions. Oh yeah. But then yeah. it's the sautéed
2: sautéed onions. Oh, sautéed uh, onions! You, gotta, you oh. gotta have those caramelized onions because I cause so so I do a beer brat and I actually I actually finish it on on the grill in in, in an actual pan. So oh, no, pa- wait a minute. You start off in a
1: pan. Wait Okay, wait a minute. Whoa!
2: I start out with with a, with almost like a boil.
1: Okay. Um, All right. I
2: get the lid. I get the beer in there. I let it steam. Okay. And then from there. After, after it's gotten, you know, cooked, so to speak, right. then I do it on the grill, Ooh. and I char it, and then whatever's left in the pan after the boil, that's what you throw the onions in to caramelize the onions. Oh,
1: you, you are, you a to master use, of grill.
2: Yeah, and, you, and you've got to use a golden lager, golden lager, preferably a Belgian. A okay. Belgian has a, has, a, has a better sweet note, like, um, to it, so it's it was pretty good.
1: That's amazing. Now, yeah. now, what's the first bite like? I mean, that's got it like oh, juicy, right? That, I mean, because it's that
2: juicy snap that you want from you know from a bra. I mean, it, it's the the skin is so just snappy, crispy, but then oh, it's got oh, full of flavor oh, oh. because it's absorbed all that all that beer in the process. So it just has a nice full mouthy type of
1: bike oh max you're making me hungry brother oh does that sound sensational very good indeed that's the go. opening bell okay it's wolf starks and the ninjas in the locker room espn pittsburgh steelers nation radio will be back with the great bob labriola it's labs time here in the locker room
3: This is In
0: the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Present Neighborhood Forward Store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Welcome back everybody. Wolf Starks and the ninjas in the locker room. In the new digs, high atop Bridgeville Hill. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like over Bridgeville, but you know what's at the foot of Bridgeville Hill, which is really good, Max. It's five what's guys, that? five guys. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
2: Now, are you a are you are you a regular cheeseburger or a little cheeseburger guy?
1: Oh no, no, I got to go regular cheeseburger.
2: Okay. You know, with it, with the
1: El Doso. You know, like two. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, and I and I'm a bacon cheeseburger guy. So oh, absolutely, it's a bacon, bacon cheeseburger, cheeseburger. no doubt about fix. it. I, give me jalapenos. Give me the sauteed onions. Give me, you know, brown oh. mustard. Give oh, me, you're you know, speaking the mayo, language. I love, brother. Yeah, get get Give it all and Cajun fries. Do not forget Cajun, the Cajun fries. fries.
1: Yes, with a nice vanilla shake. Again, Ooh. I got to go back to Calientes too, because on account of the fact, the secret sauce over there. Is those burgers the jalapeno, the caliente burger? Let me tell you something, man. That is such a good mixture of meat. There you get that a little rarefied, you know, just so it's uh, nice and tender, you know. And mm, boy, I'll tell you, yeah,
2: well, your yours is still mooing. I, I need mine. <laughs> I need mine a medium.
1: Uh, <laughs> It's like knock the let, horns let, off and send it through, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, hey, hey, snouts, snouts, optional.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's bring in the great Bob Labriola from Steelers Digest, from uh, Steelers historian, all Steelers, all all the time. Labs, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. We'll follow you? I'm good. What's your? Let me ask you: Are you a Five Guys thing, or, or you got another burger that you like?
3: Um. I've only like been to five guys once. It was okay. Mm. Um,
1: That's a shame because they do better yeah, than just I... okay.
3: Wow. Um, and I've never been to um, Kelly the one the... that Dan Quinlan Whoa. likes. Um, on the West Coast. Um,
1: oh, uh,
2: In-N-Out In and yeah. Out
3: Burger. Yeah, In and Out Burger. Yeah, never never had that. So yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, behind in the uh, the burger wars (laughs) (laughs) well
1: labs we're so glad to have you my friend and thank you for coming on i wish you were here in the studios with me i was telling max we're in rarefied air here i mean even the studio smells you know it doesn't smell like a locker room this is not like (laughs) this is not funkified here i mean this is like primo pristine new studios man
2: brand spanking new (laughs) Well, not not stinking. That's the thing about it.
1: <laughs> That's the truth. All right, Labs. We got a little bit of issue going on here. They got some new protocols for the NFL coming on. What? And now it's only down to one positive, or one one test, one negative test, right? Instead of the two coming off of COVID.
3: Oh, I hey Wolf. Um, I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on in the locker room uh, appearances either. I. I just wait to be told right. about that stuff because it changes so much, uh, and I don't want to be giving out false information. So um, when someone goes on the COVID list, uh, they announce it. When someone comes off the COVID list, they announce it.
1: You know, the thing about it is Travis Kelsey's is the one that really interests me because him going on the list, especially after we saw that performance the near 200 yards in pass catching and, and, and you know, Winning the game in in uh, overtime. I mean, that guy is dangerous, and if he's on that that COVID list, I just wondered what about his availability uh, for this weekend.
3: Yeah, um, you know uh, what I've heard is that um, um, if you're if you're vaccinated, you know that's a better situation. If he's vaccinated, which uh, according to the internet, you know, and if it's on the internet, it's true. It's got to be
2: true. <laughs> it's got to um, be true.
3: Right. Um, then he could play, you know, against the Steelers on Sunday. But I have a confession to make, fellas. Uh, I've written that game off. That's why, to me, the Titans game was so very important because you're looking at those last four games, you know, the conventional thinking was the Steelers needed to win three at least um, to have a chance to win the division. And so when I looked at those last four, I said, at Kansas City, uh, no, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna waste any uh, wishes to Santa Claus, uh, asking for that. So um, the Tennessee game was important. Last night's Raiders game was important, um, and I think I'm rooting for the Ravens, maybe for the first time in my life <laughs> when they play the when they play the Bengals. Uh, and then the Steelers have to win their last two games, and then I think they get in. But you know, again that's not, uh, one of those last two isn't going to be any, uh, uh, box of chocolates either.
2: Yeah, no, a- absolutely. And, you know, I-, I was reading through your ask and answer that, and of course, uh, you gave your qualifiers, but that, that Browns Raiders game last night, we saw that come down to uh, a field goal as time expired, the Raiders defeating, uh, the Browns in that situation. Um, you know, it was the Raiders that we wanted to lose that game, even though it's so tough to root for the Browns. But, I mean, what does that do? Because the Browns would have been still ahead of us, correct, if they would have won that game in the division race?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, see, I, I, I'm i not looking at it uh, short-term, uh, Max. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at it, you know, over the, the, whole, um, the whole entirety of it. And you want – You want some teams to win sometimes and other teams to lose other times. And, um, you know, the way I was looking at it was um, for that weekend, when we beat the Titans, um, I wanted the Raiders to win. Uh, I wanted the Broncos to win, which didn't happen, which is why I may be rooting for um, uh, the Ravens to beat the Bengals this time. Because the other way, because uh, I think the the Bengals won the first of those two games. So yes. yeah, they um, did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking, like this week, the Packers need to beat the Browns. Uh, I want the Ravens to beat the Bengals. I've given up, as I said, i kind of written off the Chiefs game as a loss for the Steelers. Um, and then... The next week is I'm looking at the Chiefs to beat the Bengals, the Rams to beat the Ravens. we got to beat the Browns. Okay, then that sets us up for the last weekend, um, which would be um, we got to beat the Ravens. um, And then I think I may have to recheck this now because of the Bengals beating the Broncos. But I'm looking for the Browns to beat the Bengals. And that ends up the division. The Steelers are nine seven and one. Uh, the Browns are nine and eight. Mm. Which is then, which is then where that tie comes in handy because it keeps us out of any tiebreakers.
1: Well, think about this now, Labs, because I, I've been putting some thought into it. I'm thought, what can we do? Uh
3: oh, uh oh, <laughs> Wolf, we'll thinking. You know, let me let me just let me just throw this real quick story at you, Wolf. We'll show you more. Bet. One of the greatest offensive line coaches, maybe in the history of the sport. Yes, Um, when he when he was at Pitt, and I was working at a newspaper covering Pitt, uh, they had practices three a days. So it was seven thirty in the morning. They're out there in pads, and so I was going over to watch the offensive line because Joe Moore was entertaining, and I needed to be entertained at seven thirty in the morning. (laughs) Watching football practice, so he's he's teaching whatever he's teaching. And there were these two kids. Their last name was Brown, and they were brothers. One was a freshman. And so somebody screws something up, and Joe Moore gets into the freshman Brown's face, and he says, he starts yelling at him. And the kid says to him, well, I thought. And that's all he got out of his mind. And Joe Moore says, thought? You're out here thinking? I don't want you out here thinking. I want you out here doing what I tell you to do. So... That thinking stuff, Wolf, i will get you in trouble, just so you know. But go
1: ahead. You know, I, I seem to remember a conversation with a coach at some time in my career where, yep, I heard something similar to that. So, yeah, <laughs> this is the second time I've been reprimanded in my, my, <laughs> my life about that. So here's my thought, though, for what, what it's worth, okay? we got to shake things up. What if we get a giant Grinch costume and put Max in it? He's down on the sidelines. You cruise by Pat Mahomes. You don't think that would freak him out a little bit? A six foot eight Grinch walking by him. I, I'm just saying that might be one of those things that kind of you know upsets him a little bit, gives him a little bit of gurgulation in the gullet. Who knows?
3: <laughs> hey, it's worth a try.
1: <laughs> it's worth... Well, the one thing—I'm like... oh, sorry, Labs, but the one thing that Mahomes has shown this year is that he is human. I mean, he is, he's been and had some issues with interceptions. He's thrown 13 already. I mean, he is vastly talented. He is an excellent, going to be a great quarterback if he's not a great already. I think sometimes we throw around great a little too much. But, you know, this guy is really something. But at the same time, um, he's reacted with the, you know, the pass rush. Uh, he's funny and coughed up the ball more than you would expect.
3: Yeah, and, you know, here's the other thing, too. I mean, if we're really, really searching for silver lining, um, you know, Andy Reid is not uh, a coach who loves calling running plays either. Right. And so, you know, who knows? Maybe um, if if the Grinch costume works um, (laughs) and um, Mahomes is less than um, perfect uh, and Andy Reid isn't interested in calling running plays, you know, but you know the Steelers have to score, right? I mean, they're going I think it, it's going to be close to thirty uh, to have to 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 be in a situation where um, you know the Steelers even have a chance to be you know in a position to win the game. I, I think the you know to beat the Chiefs thirty is a minimum number. You're going to be in the thirties, and um, I've I i do not know. Uh, I, I don't know if that's if that's uh, would be a Christmas miracle or what, based on what we've seen lately.
1: You know, hey, there's that movie Max, you know it, Angels in the Outfield, that little kid. It yeah. could happen.
2: It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. You ne you never know. You never know. <laughs> and I'm just saying, you know, listen, we watch teams have to be. You know, I don't want our game shifted or anything, but I mean, you know, strange things do happen. And if guys aren't available, if guys aren't focused, let's just put it that way. If guys aren't focused, thinking that, you know, they're overlooking this, we could come on with, 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 with that nice little uppercut and surprise (laughs) people. You never know. You never know. I mean, the way the defense played, I mean, you know, a lot of people thought Tennessee was going to win this game. I mean, they had them, you know, they had them favored in, in the game against us and, we had the right recipe, so pressure pressure neutralizes a lot a lot of uh, a lot of inconsistencies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and turnover make- and turnovers beget that, and and that's what you know we've seen with with uh, Pat Mahomes. He he has been he has been turning it over this season.
3: Well, Ma- uh, Max, when you're down there on the sideline in your Grinch costume, <laughs> make sure you tell yeah. the Steelers pass rushers to stay in their lanes because that <laughs> uh, you know spin move to the inside Mahomes will kill you with that yeah because he yes. he's not Lamar Jackson or anything but he's uh he's a slippery little bugger and uh, sometimes you know he'll get outside the pocket and instead of looking to run he's looking to throw and i think you know his receivers are um accustomed enough to some of his uh quirks and tendencies that you know they know where to to go to to get themselves in a position where Uh, Patrick Mahomes who in my mind you know when you're talking about uh, Mike Tomlin refers to it a lot of times as arm talent Um, I think Mahomes (laughs) excuse me might be number one in the league in arm talent and his ability to make throws at weird angles and with different uh, release points and you know all that kind of stuff so um, you know quarterbacks oftentimes the what separates the good from the great are the ones who thrive in chaos. You know, Ben is one of those guys in my mind who thrives in chaos. Um, Mahomes is one of those guys too. So, um, you know, you you got to really, really got to be careful in those kind of kinds of situations. And if the defense has a chance to hit him and get him on the ground, they better not let him get away. And if he does throw you one, you better catch it because what always happens is when you have a great quarterback like that, and he throws you one and you don't catch it, you're usually uh, paying the price in the next couple of plays.
1: No doubt about it. You know, one of the things that we we're, we haven't mentioned yet, and the one that I really don't want to mention is this dude Tyreek Hill. You know, you oh, look at this guy; he's already got a hundred yeah, hundred and two catches, almost twelve hundred yards. Nine TDs, but here's the point. If you remember last year in 2020 against Tampa Bay, when he went 203 yards in the first quarter and, and it 260. The one thing you want to do is start fast, Labs. That's the fastest. That's the fastest start I think I've ever heard of as a receiver going 203 yards in the first quarter.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing about the Chiefs too. I mean, um, they are so. Um, dynamic and can uh, make plays, you know, not only Kelsey who will kill you over the middle and, you know, maybe, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts if that's what's required. But um, you know, as you mentioned, Tyreek Hill um, as the as they say, can take the top off the coverage. Right. Uh and Mahomes will get him the ball. And, you know, that's usually one of those things, as they say in college, the next thing you hear is the fight song. Um, so, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a quite a task, I think, for uh, any team going into Arrowhead Stadium. Certainly, it'll be that way for the Steelers the day after Christmas, and that's why you know, I, as I said before, I think you have to be scoring on the Chiefs. Maybe not necessarily matching them score for score, but you have to keep it uh, in a situation where, um, you know, that you're not down a couple scores because um, I don't know that you know trying to come back against a team like the Chiefs, even if your offense does start to you know uh, function efficiently, um, they can score too. I mean, you know, usually when it's a comeback, their team doesn't score for a while. And I don't know if you can count on the Chiefs to help you out in that way. So <laughs> uh, this is a game, as I said, I, if the Steelers win, uh, I would imagine that they are going to be 30 or more points that they have scored uh, to get where they,
1: where they need to go. All right, Labs, thank you so much for joining us. That's the great Bob Labriola from Steelers Digest. And Steelers historian and Steelers game day contributor, appreciate you being here so much, brother. Thanks a lot.
3: Thanks. Okay, Wolfie, well, let me one one quick question. What's that? What are you getting the Jacks? What do you the Jack stacks?
1: Oh, burnt ends, baby, burnt ends. You know it. You gotta have it when you absolutely gotta have it. It's gotta be burnt ends. I'm telling you, that's you gonna, good
3: stuff. You gonna take Max?
1: <laughs> he and I, we're, you we're, we're, Max? we're we're a tandem, baby. We're going. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know
3: it. Steel <laughs> <Seal> Team <laughs> Six. Now. I can only imagine a kid the size of that tab.
1: <laughs> I know. We'll hand it to Reagan. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: No question. Good move. Good move.
1: Thank you Better so much, move. Labs. Appreciate you, brother.
3: All right. Merry Christmas, fellas. M-
1: Merry Christmas, brother. Appreciate you. Merry All right. Christmas. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back after this.
0: This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room, Wolf, Starks,
1: and the Ninjas on this Christmas week. Remember the reason for the season, folks—the birth of Jesus. What a great opportunity to be able to pig out, get ready to roll for the game this this weekend, man! I'm so excited for this game, Max. You know, the thing about it is, and I understand with labs, you know, it, it, it does look overwhelming, but one of the things that would make it look less overwhelming of a task is if the Steelers were able to get into Arrowhead and somehow find the panacea of a little bit of running the ball. Running the ball is something that is so basic to Steelers football, and it's been a problem obviously all, all season long, but the running game... Um, you know, last week you couldn't get traction. They had 12 carries, uh, 18 yards. Um, we had uh, we had just one snap sighting of Zach Banner. And I say one of the keys to this, you said it first, as we were talking off the air about going north and south. Second one is we got to unleash the Kraken, right? The Kraken. Kraken, Kraken. The Kraken. Zach Banner. Unleash the Kraken. Unleash, unleash the, Kraken. the Kraken. We got to have Zach Banner out there more than just one snap. Uh, last week, and I really think that some sort of, uh, you know, a big push, big tight end, power tackle stuff, that sort of thing. We we need some.
2: No, we 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 need that so desperately. Um, just because, I mean, when you look at the numbers that Najee had, right, twelve for eighteen. Wow. I mean that that's great in field goal if we're playing basketball. <laughs> that 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 that's tremendous. When we're talking about strikeouts to batters up at the plate. But it's when you consider rushing attempts to rushing yards.
1: Right, right.
2: And and that's that's what has to change. Um I know listen, I know we lost Friar Muth. I know we were already down Raider, and so we, we were just down to gentry as a tight. But there's a guy, tackle eligible, seventy two, right? Do the hand swipe? Let the let the zebras know you're in the game. That I'm a guy that's that's a lineman, but I'm not a lineman. I, I'm a li- I'm a lion in in tight in eligible clothing, right? <laughs> you know, I am. I, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things. I mean, we watched Kendall Lamb for the Tennessee Titans come in as an extra lineman, right? I mean, I don't. You know, so I, my question now becomes, what happened? What, 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 what is going on? Is there a setback um, with Zach? And if there is a setback, you know, he's still dressing every right.
1: day. Right.
2: Why are we not utilizing him more when every other opponent against us is utilizing an extra offensive lineman in rundown situations? And they have pretty good run games. And we don't. And we don't use. So that, that, that's my biggest question. Um and you know th- this is the other part where we're not at the facility so we don't get to ask these questions we don't yes, get answers yes we can only kick these thoughts on-, on air um so but it's it's frustrating it is very frustrating um because in this game running is going to be a premium
1: mm-hmm yeah
2: it's going to be an absolute premium because the best kryptonite to Patrick Mahomes is possessing the football right and what possesses the football better than a run game. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you it's not going to be short short passes that make up for the run the entire time. It's got to be rushing attempts, and it's got to be successful rushing attempts. You've got to get four yards. You've got to keep the momentum and the pressure on and those first and second downs, put you in third mediums to shorts, and allow you to possess the ball. Because that's also what leads to what? It leads to sustained drives, which when we're talking about scoring – Early, that's how you score early because you're sustaining drives, and that's what the run game is. And we're not getting it. We're not getting. We're not getting that right now. And we talked about last week turning over stones. That is the boulder that you need to roll off the hill. And I. I mean, at this point, I, I can't say it any more plainly. I can't make a bigger plea. But you've got to have the extra lineman in at this point because we don't know the availability of Friar going into Sunday. Zach Banner's there. Yes. I see him. I see him warming up every time the offense is out there, doing his stretches and his jumps, making sure he's ready to rock and roll at a moment's notice, and we don't utilize it. It's, It's baffling to me at this point.
1: And this is one of the keys that I, to me, multiple tight end formations, one of the advantages of that, are you can take those big, wide splits stretch that defense horizontally like they're in a yoga class pre-snap, right? I mean, you stretch them out, and you make them have to cover a lot of ground with two tight ends, you know, balanced, one on each side, something like that. Then you, then you are able to make uh, a little more hay just on the fact that you got bigger splits. Now, it's not like when we had my buddy Blake Wingle, when I remember Chuck was at – we are at Three Rivers, we were practicing. And he yells at uh, Chuck, all of a sudden turns to Blake, who was playing right guard, and he says, Blake, take a bigger split. So he widens his feet about six inches on each side. And Chuck goes, no wider. And his feet are out like he's ready to do the splits. And he goes, Chuck, I can't move. He goes, I mean, move away from the center. (laughs) It was hilarious. It was one of those moments you're like going, Oh, my, you know, where <laughs> you got to be kidding? the first time
2: he's ever heard this in life. He <laughs> oh, made Blake this was hard.
1: tremendous. He went to UCLA, by the way. How about that? The, huh? the, the f-
2: figures, <laughs> figures. He majored in surfing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the point is to stretch out that defense, to make them not be able to overload one side. Like if you go a couple of tight ends on one side. Now they're going to favor that side. They're going to overshift, which is good at, at times because it gives you that, that cutback ability. But when you can go one on each side and then stretch them out and then get a little more north-south, I think this crew blocks better going north and south than it does east and west. You know what I mean? That outside Absolutely. zone blocking scheme, it just, right now, I don't think they've gotten good traction. I don't think it's the best thing that, that Najee does. And I really believe that getting a little more oomph and a little bit more four-wheel drive traction north and south can help jumpstart this line.
2: You know, and I'll and i also go even further where I really I really need Najee also to to not think so much. To not think so much when he gets into the hole. Because I think that's the other thing that kind of damages this is that Najee is just thinking way too much. He's he's allowing you know, things to psych himself out. He just, he like, when the hole's there, the hole is there. You're not going to create a different hole. It's not going to get swallowed up. Just hit it hard, run north and south, and get four yards, right? I think the problem is he thinks he can get more yards at times, and so he'll take a sidestep out of an obvious hole to to try and create a bigger one. And it's like, no, the flow's not there. This line isn't developed enough yet that when they, they create the hole, they need you to just hit that hole. And make them right, because when you start guessing and thinking that you know better instead of what's presented to you, that's when we get into problems, and that's when you get 12 for 18.
1: You know, that's really one of the things you look at uh, Deontay Foreman. All right, just take a look at what he did. This guy was just, you know, a one-cut guy. It wasn't the the dine and dash back and forth uh, sort of thing. It was, you know, just being able to plant that foot, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, stick your foot in the ground. And go, and you know, um, I think with a little more north-south like that, maybe some more, some some split zone inside, split inside power. I don't know. The double teams to me, and being able to run the counter trap with good gap blocking down, um, and being able to get off and and get up field on that north-south with the added screen game and a little under center from Ben. I think to me is is the obvious formula that this that you need to get this thing going. Well, and it also
2: it gives you a rhythm, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's what you're always looking for. When you're talking about sustained drives, it's about rhythm. It's about cadence. Boom, ba-boom, boom ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. That's what you have to get and a half-concerted an effort uh, of coming up with confidence on these plays, you know, and being able to boom, hit a short pass, boom, hit a run, boom, hit a run, boom, hit a play action, hit a short pass, throw a screen, Right. It's just and, and the plays have to also mirror that so that you're getting your anticipated outcomes with, with the fronts that you're throwing. Well, with the fronts that they're going to throw at you based on your formation. You know, if if I can throw out, if I know I'm coming out in what we would call kings or 11 personnel, right, three wides, this is how they line up. When we run, it gives us a clean box. We can run it. Oh, but look, the safety's getting a little nosy. OK, now we know we can hit something right off the slot or boom, single high. OK, well, our route concepts, we got an integrated rub to where it's going to the outside. OK, I can now throw that route like all of this stuff has to set up for later in the game. And you have to be able to recall upon those things. And I see it done in certain instances and other instances. I, don't, I, I it looks like why did you even put that out there earlier in the game? You know, type of deal, um, because I liked the Derek Watt. Lining up as like the little H-back wing-back type of position right. uh, in the short down situations and getting the first down because you knew you pulled a guy to the outside edge as opposed to having him inside the box because of the fullback alignment. Like, those are the type of things. I, but we didn't see it uh, in the second half. And I was like, come on. It worked in the first half. Where is this at later in the game? Especially when you're down a tight end. So, it's just some of the things. There's no rhyme and reason that gives me comfort in knowing it, but some things it does set up right, and so I, I'm not here to like bash it, but it, it's more so about focusing and highlighting on things that can be done more efficiently moving forward. Especially when you know you hear Labs' glowing review about this Kansas City game. He's right. all in for a victory. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, uh, he's fired up. Um, but you know, the unexpected can be expected if you do the right diligent things throughout the week.
1: Let me ask you, you know, something. It's not impossible. Did, were you familiar with Najee when he was in Alabama? Did he run with absolutely. full? Ba- Did he run with a fullback at all? Absolutely. See, absolutely. I go back to that, and I'm going. You know, if he had success in college with a fullback, and it the fullback was beneficial to him, we got a Brahma bull named Derek Watt that goes in there, and he does not. He does not squat in the hole. I mean, this dude. He is one of those one-foot takeoff guys. He runs, tries to evaporate people in the hole. And I would like to see an opportunity where you run some of those power leads, where you run him a little bit as a trailer on some of the counter traps. Uh, but uh, he, he, but even as a lead, as a lead back, a lead up in the hole, and let Najee cut off of that, I, I would like to see some of that because that's just a, fa- a fist-in-your-face type of power running attack that maybe, again, is something that he can gain traction with where he's not worried so much about how many cuts and the cutbacks and the zone and, the you know, that sort of thing, where he can just follow the double team, cut off the fullback, and then, boom, you got yourself something going.
2: Yeah, follow the leader. Follow yeah. the leader. It's an easy thing. It's like, hey, listen, I, I'm the caboose to this engine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Let, 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 the, let them plow the way for me. And, and, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, when you look at, like, Najee at Alabama, Um, a lot of, yes, they did have some concepts where you were in some pro style spread type of situations, but when they wanted to run the ball, they were subtle. They were, they were subtle as, as, as a, um, as a wrecking ball, right? (laughs) They, they lined up with fullback tight end and they went at you and it, it was big bodies moving things out of the way. And then Najee got his head of steam by the time he got to the second level. And if you wanted to tackle him, good luck.
1: Good luck. That's what we want to do. Team was full, yeah. right? That's and, what and, and we want to do now. I mean, I, in, in my mind, right now, one of the best ways, and you put it so right when you said time of possession. All right, you want you want to beat Pat Mahomes? Put his butt on the bench. You got to keep his butt over there and sitting down rather than out on the field doing some magician stuff. You know, this is a guy yeah. that that can all of a sudden catch fire. And dominate like nobody's business, and obviously on a post-Christmas day, I got a feeling this this cat would you know like nothing better than to burn up the airwaves with some good stuff. Well, the best way you can take that air out of that balloon is to uh, make sure that he's not out there and don't give him but minimal chances. And to do that, you got to time up possessed. and to do that, you got to have a slugfest. You got to be able to play action because those linebackers will suck up. You got a rookie linebacker that is your best tackler. He's he's over a hundred tackles already. The young kid from uh, Missouri, right? He's your, I you know he's eager to get downhill. You know he wants to bang. You know he wants to come up. Let's let's help him.
2: Yeah, well, and, and here's the thing, Wolf. L- last week, if we do what we did last week in the first half, it's going to be problems. Oh yeah. The Titans had a drive longer than our entire first half time of possession that's that you can't have the it can't be twenty two no. to eight no at the end of the first half because you you think think Minnesota numbers right if you want to see 22 to eight time of possession that so you have to get that out of your head you need to flip it the other way you need to make sure that you have the ball for 22 minutes and that Kansas City only sees the ball for eight minutes that's what you need to get to and that's what i hope you know we can get that type of consistency in the run game. I don't mind you catching lightning on this one. Listen, Santa comes down the christmas tree if he gives you a run game, take it and
1: bring it with you to Kansas City, okay? <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it. There it All is. All right. <laughs> We're going to go to break. We'll be back in the second hour. We'll start with the calls 412-919-1316. Wolf starts and the Ninjas in the locker
0: room ESPN Pittsburgh. Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, Planning for the future or just making the most of every day? S D Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at STBank.com. Member FDIC. SD Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power.
3: For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.